This is Transforming Learning. In the TL Podcast, we share conversations with teachers about classroom strategies that elevate teaching and learning. If you hear a helpful idea, let us know by sharing the episode or leaving a review on iTunes. We are at CBD Consulting on social media. And don't hesitate to connect with us directly or browse our other resources at cbdconsulting.com slash elevateedu. From everyone here at Communications by Design, we hope you enjoy. For many secondary teachers, the challenge of teaching an elective can be the general lack of curriculum, but as Carson shares with regard to his own leadership course, the potential to innovate can be amazing. In episode 41, CBD's Pete Grostick talks with Carson Ratliff about the authentic and inspiring experience of his leadership class and his ongoing efforts to grow that experience. Here's Pete and Carson. state your name and what you do? Yeah, my name is Carson Ratliff. Uh, I'm entering in my third year teaching at West Michigan Aviation Academy. Um, taught a handful of classes the past few years, but um, English and leadership this coming year. Carson, thanks for coming on the podcast. I know that uh, we're going to be talking about that leadership class you just mentioned a little bit. Yeah. Uh, before we get into specifics, could you give us a little background? You know, What are your goals for that leadership class? What are you trying to accomplish with your, your students? Yeah, so it's an elective class and my primary goal is just to have it be outside the box. Just have it be a little different than what kids are experiencing in their other classes. Um, I didn't wanna just look at history, right? I wanted the kids actively working on their own skills, um, project-based environment, and kind of uh, a lot of my inspiration came from Drew Dudley. He's got a TED Talk, Everyday Leadership. All right, and he talks about the, these ideas of we make leadership of this thing that's like bigger than us, that's not really attainable, right? And how you know how can we um, aspire to change the world based on all the you know the traditional MLK, Malcolm X, Abraham Lincoln, all these you know traditional icons? We really need to make leadership about everyday dispositions and attitudes, um, and how we can change interactions with everyone we meet. So that's kind of like the main inspiration. We watched that in the first week of class. Um, I really kind of hone in on this everyday leadership idea. Can you tell us some of the projects that some of your students in that class have come up with? Yeah, absolutely. So the class is kind of, I kind of split it down the middle. It's kind of two different kinds of classes. Kind of the first 10 weeks of this 20 week course is a little more traditional, um, learning skill sets, dispositions that are going to help kids, um, in project management, they're going to help them, you know, finding their why. We do a lot of focus on that. Right? I think it's really important work when kids have an elective project at the end of the class to really center it in their why. Right? And then so the fun work is the second half of the class. And I give the kids one line um, of a prompt, um, act as a servant leader in your community. Right? And so at this point, uh, it's incredibly open. And it's very intentional, right? Community that they can work in can be their friend group, can be the school, can be a digital community, can be the city, can be the state, can be the nation. You know, community has got a lot of flexibility to it. Um, so they, after brainstorming their why, right, coming to some sort of conclusion on that or some sort of jumping off point at least, right, start to think about how can they actively work towards that in their community, right? Um, you know, for example, one of the kids this last semester, his – 
his why was, you know, he's a captain on the varsity basketball team that I was coaching on and he, he really wanted kids to be active and his, his why was getting kids active. And it's like, okay. So then the brainstorming process kind of kicks off, right. Of, you know, what would that look like? Okay. And he starts thinking about kids in his community, using a lot of technology. He loved being outside and he was a kid, didn't feel like he was seeing kids outside. And so he started to kind of organize this, you know, community flag football event. We've had some kids just total flopped projects. We've had kids throw an ultimate Frisbee event and no one showed up. We've had um, an animal shelter drive with nothing in the box at the end of three weeks. We've had, you know, a lot of flopped projects. And I think it's, I've learned along the way and the kids have learned along the way that, you know, whether their project is successful or not in terms of the original, you know, monetary or uh, member goals they were going for, really the process of experiencing this, thinking about their why and taking some steps towards trying to accomplish it, um, getting out in the community and having some conversations and pushing themselves outside their comfort zone. That's really the important work. So Carson, I love that you're talking about the process is really the goal here mm -hmm. and that you know there's a lot to glean from even these flopped projects as you called them. Could you talk a little bit about that? What, what do the students really get out of uh, a flag football event when nobody shows up? I mean, what, what, what do they get out of those flop projects? Right. That's a great question. So first things first, I'm learning and growing throughout this process too. Right. So as you know, I try and remove myself as much as possible from the nitty gritty and the hands-on of organizing these projects. Right. I am just kind of the facilitator of this project environment, the way I see it. Right. And so it's always kind of a me judging where that line is sometimes of, you know, if a kid has the loftiest goal in the world in five weeks to do it. And I know that his AP exams are the week before, and he's probably not thinking about that right now. You know, it's, it's a tough line sometimes of, you know, how much to involve myself. But I think that, um, that's a really big learning thing for me along the way. So if a kid has an event, right. And no one shows up, uh, there's, a lot of reflection that we do um, in class writing and the final at this point um, this two years ago the final for that project was a reflection presentation to the class right so it's all about what were the steps you took to make this happen all right what was the event actually like right if you were starting over from scratch again what would your project layout plan be right uh, and so immediately there's there's oh well we we didn't advertise until the day before or we only put up one flyer you know so the reflection is really important and i think um depending on the nature of the project right there's events there's fundraisers there's um volunteer opportunities depending on the nature of the project um i hope that they've gained some valuable experience in what it means to take on a project like this, what it means to pitch your ideas to someone, what it means to try and um, be a visionary leader, right? There's a lot to be gained from the unsuccessful projects, obviously some more than others, right? And one of the, we talked about goals, right? A big goal is to help mitigate those unsuccessful ones and reshape how we think about failure too. Yeah, it sounds like the reflection at the end is really the key here. You know, there you're able to ingrain some of these lessons whether or not the project was a success and i'm doing air quotes right now <laughs> because you know that's to the eye of the beholder but the real lesson is about those uh, transferable skills that you're going for and that reflection is key 
That sounds great. Can you talk a, a little bit about some of the successful projects for us? So this past semester, really proud as one student um, who totally of his own volition, he won the the fake award for most emails and most meetings had over the course of the semester. But um, the student's why was um, hunger. It's seen a lot of a lot of issues with hunger in his community, right? And, and he spent some time I think, in Africa working with uh, his church group over there. And he just um, this kid couldn't sleep at night if he knew kids weren't. Um, going to bed without food. Um, so he worked with his church, worked with hand to hand ministries and worked with our school CEO, worked with our Dean of student services, worked with his counselor. Um, and the end product was, uh, there's now a sustainable food pantry in the counseling wing of our school, um, discreetly set up with backpacks full of food for kids who qualify in our building for free and reduced lunch and breakfast to come in at the end of the day when they're heading home for the weekend, grab a bag and head out. And wow. that's, yeah, and that's a structure that's going to be in place even after this kid's graduated. Um, so that is some amazing work. Um, we had some kids set up a toy drive uh, competition between classes. Uh, their first thought was they wanted to kind of partner with an existing organization, you know, think about Toys for Tots. It was around the holiday time. And, you know, one group member said, well, why can't we just deliver them out ourselves? Um, and so they ended up working with Helen DeVos Children's Hospital and took over five or six huge black garbage bags, over 600 toys over the holiday season um, to donate. So that was really cool for kids getting, getting together and just kind of all sharing their whys and finding where those meet and trying to find an authentic project where they could go put that into action. Yeah, wow, great examples. Um, and you know, that service element you talked about earlier really comes out in those two and um and they're sustainable you know especially that uh that food pantry one i love that it's just going to keep going i mean and I, I can imagine this young person coming back to wama in five or ten years and seeing that it's still there or that it's grown um what what an amazing uh what an amazing project carson where do you see this class going in the future what are your hopes for the leadership class that's a great question. I have, I have some goals for it, right? I'm, I'm trying new things every year and I really want to one kind of broaden the student's perspective of what their project could look like. My favorite part about this class is that it is this one kind of project oriented, right? Where the kids are getting, applying the skills they're learning now, um, kind of rethinking what failure looks like too, as we talked earlier about, you know, a failed project, right? That's part of the step to success, right? It doesn't mean, oh, no, it didn't work, we stop. It's an ongoing, ongoing skill development. Um, so I really want to broaden kids' perspectives about what kind of projects they could do, right? Um, and we're talking about, as an instructor, the kind of fine lines to straddle sometimes. That's one, too, because I never want to say, oh, well, here's an example of something you could do. Here's an example of something you could do, because then immediately in everyone's mind are those two examples I've just gave them, right? Um, I love just leaving entirely open in any class, right? When there's a you know, choice option with a project, I love leaving it entirely open and letting the kids run with their ideas because they're much better than mine. Um, so that's one goal. Um, right now, I also kind of, a little unrelated to this, but you know, I have a real goal in getting more community partners, community leaders into the classroom um, throughout the semester and getting us outside of the classroom and having these kids meet, mingle, learn from um, community leaders that are actually out there doing the thing right now. Uh, that's awesome. Yeah, really, really get that uh, that that community connection, that authentic audience, those experts right into the classroom. Absolutely. Yeah. 
Carson, if people want to get to know you a little bit better, where can they find you online? Um, do you have a Do you have a Twitter account? Absolutely. Yep, I'm at Carson underscore Ratliff. C A R S O N R A T L I F F on Twitter. Carson, thanks for coming on the podcast today. Thanks so much, Pete. It's been a blast. Thanks for listening to Transforming Learning by CBD. Continue the conversation with us by visiting cbdconsulting.com slash elevateedu where you can contact our team to help brainstorm, plan, reflect, or troubleshoot your ideas and strategies. For more podcast episodes, visit anchor.fm slash cbdpodcast or subscribe to us on your favorite podcast app. Help us get the word out by leaving a review and rating on your podcast app as well as sharing on your favorite social media platform. Tag at CBD Consulting and we'll be sure to respond.